FIFA is still reeling from the arrest of several top football officials, the international sports world now turns its attention to newly re-elected FIFA president Sepp Blatter. You're listening to the first of the revamped magazine editions of ATR Radio. I'm Nicole Bennett. I like you. I like my job and I like to be with you. I'm not perfect. Nobody is perfect. That was sound from the 65th FIFA Congress taking place in Zurich on Friday. FIFA voted to re-elect Sepp Blatter for his fifth term at the helm of world football. In other news, as we know, last week 14 FIFA and sports marketing officials faced charges of racketeering, wire fraud, and money laundering coming from the United States Department of Justice. The charges are the result of an investigation from the U.S. District Attorney's Office in eastern New York. The investigation was conducted by the DOJ, IRS, and Federal Bureau of Investigation. Overall, 47 charges are being brought forth against the 14 officials. In a separate investigation, Swiss officials are looking into corruption that allegedly took place during the votes for the 2018 and 2022 FIFA World Cups. I spoke with World Football Insider editor and Around the Rings European editor Mark Biss on Friday who was in Zurich for the FIFA Congress and presidential re-election. Mark, what was the atmosphere like in Zurich on Thursday and Friday, and did what happened on Wednesday affect the mood of the Congress? Well, very much so. Um, in Zurich, that there have been hordes of media uh, swarming around the, uh, uh, the various FIFA officials, uh, the Borelac Hotel on the, the shores of Lake Geneva, after this corruption scandal broke on Wednesday with U.S. prosecutors ordering Swiss police to arrest seven FIFA officials, including CONCACAF chief Jeffrey Webb. Incredible scenes, um, and I think that's really affected the mood of um, of the Congress. Uh, even Sepp Blatter admitted in, in several speeches he's made over the past 24 hours that, um, that this is a, a new crisis, um, and he will attempt to, to wriggle out of it. Um, in in uh, in the way he did in 2011 when he started his reforms process following the Qatar uh, and Russia World Cup bidding farce. Um, I think what we've seen in the last uh, 24 hours is that um, Sir Bata's position has has been has become untenable in some ways. Uh, there've been calls for him to step down. Michel Platini of UEFA has said um, that he he wants him to step aside. Sir Bata rejected that outright uh, and it seems to be one to go on uh, for, for for years and years um, so that really has affected the, the mood of uh, coming into this FIFA Congress um, and I think for Sir Blatter it's undermined his leadership of world football's governing body um, and given Prince Ali a huge boost um, ahead of the FIFA Congress today but uh, as we know um, Sir Blatter was re-elected um, he didn't do it in the first round as was widely expected. Um, he was expected to, to win by a landslide. Um, that didn't happen. I think that was um, affected by the, the corruption scandal uh, that has cast, cast clouds over Sepp Blatter and across uh, the FIFA Congress. Following the election, did you have the chance to speak with anybody from Prince Ali's team? Well, just a quick note on, on Sepp Blatter before we, uh, we talk about any, any reaction. Uh, it was uh, incredible to see uh, Sepp Blatter in a kind of ecstasy, really, he 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 made several speeches in the past twenty four hours, and in each he he appealed to the delegates out there. I think he was slightly nervous that um, uh, the, the corruption scandal would would affect um, would affect them and, and affect the votes 
um, and he really made a, a an impassioned plea uh, to get them on board again. He re he really uh, seemed to to shed the nervousness in his victory address and and promised that he would tackle the challenges brought about by the latest corruption scandal. We've heard this before. In 2011, he said the same thing. Uh, th there's nothing new here, and and really, four more years of Sepp Blatter is is the last thing that that FIFA needs. It needs a complete overhaul uh, from top to bottom, from the governance through to ethics, uh, through to the, the awarding of World Cups and uh, and everything um, in between. Uh, Prince Ali promised that in his manifesto, and um, he, he perhaps would have made a, uh, a good uh, a good president from, from some perspectives, but he, he lacked a bit of charisma in, in his address to the FIFA Congress today. I spoke to a number of African delegates uh, before the the Congress uh, began. Uh, almost all of them said they would vote for Blatter. Uh, that that is the, you know, the the power and influence of a man who's networked over over 17 years, um, and he's managed to to get these people on his side in Africa and in in large parts of Asia, Concacaf and and the South American Federation Confederation. I mean that that is the the, the uh, reality of it. Prince Ali just simply couldn't, you know, lock lock any votes from. Uh, from Sepp Blatter in, in, in these previous uh, strongholds of, of his. Can you offer a prediction as to what comes next for Sepp Blatter? Is there anything that he can do where the investigations um, from the U.S. And, and the Swiss are concerned? Well, so Sepp, Sepp Blatter is by no means in a safe place. He may well have won the election, uh, but the U.S. Department of Justice has said um, on Thursday that uh, their investigations are ongoing, that the case is ongoing, that they arrested seven FIFA officials, including Jeffrey Webb, um, in Zurich in dawn raids on uh, on Wednesday. That was a huge surprise to to everyone, including Sepp Blatter. Uh, there was genuine surprise in the room today that uh, Prince Ali uh, could could give a bloody nose to uh, Sepp Blatter with with so many votes, seventy three votes. Um, so it's it's not the end for Sepp Blatter. I, I, I spoke to. Uh, David Gill, the the new British FIFA vice president, um, he has actually pledged to to quit FIFA, um, and did so again today. He told me that um, nothing has changed. Uh, yesterday, he said that he would uh, he would not accept a seat at, at uh, FIFA's top table, and he said the same to me today. So th there could still be um, you know a whole raft of issues and troubles ahead for Sepp Blatter. You know he's promised that um, he can guide. FIFA's ship out of troubled waters um, and in, and into into harbour safely. I think there's uh, there's plenty more in this, and I think um, UEFA President uh, Michel Platini already has said that um, if if Blatter was re-elected, then UEFA will consider its relationship with FIFA. Um, that could mean a number of things. Uh, probably the most extreme is that they would pull out their 54 member nations from the Russia 2018 World Cup. It's hard to see that happening, but they will meet in Berlin, I think, in in uh, next week or the, the following week, uh, and there they will make some decisions. I, I think Sepp Blatter has has uh, plenty more challenges to come, and, and they will come thick and fast. Earlier in the week, I spoke with Diane Maria Mann for perspective on the U.S. and Swiss investigations concerning the top FIFA and sports marketing figures. Amon is the Associate Dean for International Programs and Strategic Initiatives at the University of Georgia School of Law in the U.S. If from a law perspective, what, what does this all mean? What, is 47 charges a lot in a case like this? No, I wouldn't say so. Um, 
this is essentially a complex federal criminal case um, involving multiple defendants, and I would say 47 counts is not extraordinary in this case. If you think in, in terms of the fact that every particular instance of alleged wrongdoing can support a separate count in an indictment, you know, and you have a dozen defendants, that's fewer than four four events per defendant. So, you know, it, it would not be unheard of to find an indictment with 100 counts, for instance, when you're talking about a case of this complexity. And what's, what's a typical procedure, I guess, for an investigation like this? Well, for these accused, the next step is a determination in Switzerland whether they will be transferred to the United States through um, an extradition proceeding. All right, and I know um, the U.S. has its own investigation, and then there's a separate Swiss investigation that's been opened that pertains to bribery charges surrounding the 2018 and 2022 World Cups. I know the investigations are independent of each other, but is there any chance that one could influence the other? Well, I think it's evident that the United States and Switzerland are already uh, cooperating in the overall uh, situation given the fact that Swiss authorities executed the arrest warrants on behalf of the United States. So I think that going forward you will see continued cooperation. Uh, the term of art would be mutual legal assistance even as the individual countries maintain separate investigate separate criminal proceedings. There has already been a sharing of law enforcement effort, a seizure of documents in Switzerland at the request of the United States. So I think that you will see cooperation continue throughout, even as each country contemplates whether to pursue criminal cases in its own justice system. And as we know, the US Department of Justice has already determined that it will seek to do so when and if it achieves the transfer of custody of these accused persons to the United States. And do you expect sponsors like Coke and Visa to, to pull out or at least distance themselves from FIFA? Well, I think it's, it's wrong to say that FIFA is the accused here. My understanding of the proceeding in Switzerland is that FIFA is actually the injured party and that the Swiss investigation is looking at whether human beings um, harmed FIFA through their behavior. So I, I think it's incorrect to impugn the, the organization itself. The question is the behavior of officials within the organization. Now, the degree to which corporations make those distinctions or not, I think, is, is yet to be predicted. But, you know, the charges are against human beings. They are not against FIFA as an entity. I practiced transnational criminal law for several years before I started teaching. So this is a familiar area of law for me. All right. Well, thank you again for, um, for your time and just giving me that perspective. Thank you very much. Sponsors and several organizations throughout the international sports world are proceeding with caution as media probe for their thoughts on the FIFA investigations. Founding board member of the Foundation of Global Sports Development, Dr. Stephen Ungerleiter, said he thinks it's time for a cleanup at FIFA. Let me do a full disclosure and, and say that, uh, you know, I've known bits and pieces of this. I've, I've been around for um, 
35 years with the Olympic Committee, served on, on different panels, uh, worked uh, uh, at uh, WADA, uh, no, at a doping. So I've been familiar with a number of rather unusual uh, situations and, and people doing, you know, uh, bad things. The situation needs to be cleaned up. It's long overdue. I think many of us have known that the FIFA situation is, uh, is about to explode for years and, and uh, now the Justice Department here in America and other places have finally put their foot down and said, uh, hey, we're, we're not going to tolerate this anymore. So it, it doesn't upset me. Uh, I've actually, uh, my feelings are that say finally being addressed and not not in denial anymore. It's a, it's a little bit about uh, like the cycling federation. It needs a um, a cleanup. It just needs an overhaul and a cleanup. And uh, the, the the bad guys uh, have to to move on. And and we need a new generation of uh, of healthy, honest uh, officials, people with integrity, to uh, to run the, the the federation and make sure that. Uh, the, cheating and uh, other things are, uh, are put to rest. Be sure to check into Around the Rings online on Facebook and Twitter this week for more on FIFA and, of course, the Olympic movement, also coming up this week. Hello, would this be Dave Haggerty? This would be. How are you, Ed? Fine. Fine. ATR editor Ed Hula speaks with David Haggerty, the U.S. candidate hoping to become the next president of the International Tennis Federation. So what made you want to uh, take on the, the ITF presidency? What, what's the allure of the job for you? Having been around the ITF on many ways for 15 years as a manufacturer, um, I was able to become uh, vice president on the board this last term. And... I'm just passionate about tennis. Tennis has been very good to me. I want to help tennis in any way that I can. What's your assessment of the uh, importance the Olympic tournament has for the world's professional players? Well, I think it's very important. I mean, when, when tennis came back into the Olympics, uh, it I think uh, at first was obviously a test sport. I think it was in Atlanta, if I remember. Um, and then uh, now it is something that the athletes – uh, really aspire to. I mean, you can see what it means to, you know, top players like, you know, Serena, uh, Roger. Uh, you can see it really means an awful lot for them to represent their, their nation. And the same goes for all top players in every country around the world. It is, uh, it is very significant. More to come in the next edition of ATR Radio. This is Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening.